Hi, I'm Bowen from Las Culturistas. And I'm Matt from Las Culturistas. Are you a small business owner or even someone who dreams of entrepreneurship? Then check out season two of Mind the Business, small business success stories from iHeart Podcasts and Intuit QuickBooks. Join hosts Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres as they interview entrepreneurs sharing insights around starting and nurturing a small business. You won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. Check out season two of Mind the Business, small business success stories from iHeart Podcasts and Intuit QuickBooks. Canva presentations might be the most visually impressive presentations you'll ever use. Start with a stunning template, use it as a springboard for your design, add images, graphics, charts, and data visualizations from the massive media library. It's easy to wow any audience with Canva presentations. Canva presentations are perfect for any deck you want to design for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can nail their presentation with Canva presentations. Perfect, record, and share a talking presentation for people to watch on their own time. You'll appear in a video as a talking head on the slide, and it's the perfect solution if you can't be present in person or if time zones are tricky. Nail your next work presentation with Canva presentations at canva.com, designed for work. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit. A game-changing checking account with cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank. Member FDIC. Look, man. Where? Oh, I see. Wow. Oh, my. Bowen, look over there. Wow, is that Ooh. culture? Oh, yes. My goodness. Oh, wow. Yeah. Las Culturistas. Ding dong. Las Culturistas calling. Yet another list. I hope you've all enjoyed the journey that we've embarked on collectively as Culturistas, Readers Katie's Publicist Finalists. Las Culturistas is a collectivist podcast. We love collectivism. We love to collect all of our listeners and gather them and sort of take you as our own. Whether you're a Katie, a finalist, a publicist, or a reader, which is not really the order that we say that in usually, it doesn't really matter because you are part of a collectivist experience here at Last Culch. Matt just made a really cute hand gesture. He said, doesn't well, really it? matter. <laughs> he, he did he did little fingers, kind of windshield wiping. Okay, this it doesn't is really, really matter. What a na, na, no. Remember that one? That yes. Song? Oh my God, Janet. Janet. Well, that's a little preview of our next list, even though she's not <laughs> on that list. On it. But that would just wait. It'll all make sense in about a month, okay? But you know, in many ways, she does figure into this list because this is decades, top 10 decades, and she has been a part of several decades. Not At only least as a person existing in the world, but yeah, but as a person who has sort of really had an impact on many different decades, wouldn't you say? I would say so. And I mean, the impact is across many media, film, television, music, dance. Of course, music. Yes. <laughs> that Choreography. Music came Choreography. The written culture. word. Ah, uh, yeah, the written word. Has she written books? I think she's written songs. <laughs> That's true. That's but definitely let's true. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's talk about what's important, which is, Ranking the decades. Bowen, what do you think earns a decade a spot on this list as one of the top 10 decades? Here are my requirements. Okay. They they need to span 10 years at least. Yes, at least. 
at least. For them to make this list, at least three of those years had to be pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They had to have churned out at least 10 pop culture icons. Correct. 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 And I think the last requirement is that there are pictures. That yeah. That we can visualize what it, what things looked like. Yeah. I need, to have a, I need to close my eyes and be able to picture it. Now, what do you have to say? Charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent, as always. Yes. All right, let's get into it. This is the top 10 decades as ranked by Las Culturistas, Matt Rogers and Bowen Yang, acclaimed podcasters, and it just gets bigger and bigger. This is why, I mean, you're about to see why this we're about to make why. incisive cultural commentary on the top 10 decades. And of course, every decade was considered. We sat tirelessly and thought for months about this. Hundreds of decades. Every decade was carefully considered. It just so happened this is how it shook out. I hope no decade takes offense. But should we start at number 10? Let's start at number 10 for the list of the top 10 decades, Lost Cult. Lost Cult, number 10, the 2010s. This is pretty recent. This was actually fairly recent. If you really think about the world, um, if you think of the world as a clock, this was but a half second ago. Yes. Um, because of course, and this is just to say the impact of this decade is time is actually an ever flowing river. That's actually a line from the Jurassic Park River Adventure. <laughs> <laughs> the 2010s were really Obama. That for one. Well, let's not forget Trump, too. He was also Ugh. there. See, here Trump I am. There. Like, and isn't that so the 2010s of us? Like, yes, it was good, but also it was bad. You know what I mean? Like, really, the first five, six years of the 2010s were sort of a cultural period of renaissance. And then we sort of descended into hell. This, the beginning of this decade was the pop divas going at it. Off. Off, off and at it. Going off, just dressed up in ridiculous outfits, writing ridiculous songs about self-love. I mean, there was an optimism in the air that might have blinded us to the realities of the world. Absolutely. I mean, I think when Rihanna released her Loud album, that only could have been released during the Obama years. I think she could only have felt such pride and such experimentalism during that time, which was a very much one of abandon, very much one of possibility. And she said, so I'm going to dye my hair fire hydrant red yes, and say, oh, no, nah, no, nah, what's the name? <clears throat> now, you think Loud is her most experimental album? <laughs> uh, uh, I think that it was her most experimental hair color and that bled into the music. Re- yes. Blood red as, it, as blood it were. Blood red as it were. Absolutely. Well, what else is there to say about the 2010s? I don't know. We covered Obama, Trump, and the the Loud album, but from Rihanna. So I think that's why the 2010s are number 10 on the list of top 10 decades. Lost Lost Cult. Cult. Number nine. The 1970s. 1970s. Okay, Disco Inferno, for real. real. (laughs) First of all. Girl. And I would say Flower Power, for sure. No, 100%. And, you know, hippie love crossing over. So it's the hippie love was more 60s. But then, of course, you know, 100% what you experienced in the 70s was something, a little thing called disco. Disco. Nixon was maybe going to be impeached. 
Here you go again. Oh, I'm, I'm, he- saying- I'm here saying I'm here saying Flower Power Love Disco, and you're saying Nixon. No, oh my I just. God. Uh, we have to contextualize the pop culture with the world culture, the political culture. You're so right, and that's sort of the <laughs> the the tension here in this in this type of list is because during all these decades, I mean, there were certainly icons. I mean, one word Travolta, but there was also the dark side. I mean, one word Travolta. Travolta. Oh my God! You think Travolta is the perfect vessel for the complexities of this decade? Fever night is my Fever response to, to what you just said. I think that basically there was a huge boom of Travoltaism in the 70s. There was actually a political movement they called Travoltaists were sort of all over the world and they didn't know what was bubbling under the surface, which was some chaos, some tension, some tug and tug and pull, as it oh, were. Everything was getting tugged and pulled, girl. I mean, back behind the scenes at Studio 54. Honey, don't get me started about what's happening at Studio 54. Can I say, maybe one of the only decades on this list where retroactively icons were made. When I say the names, Kelso, Fez, Jackie, I mean, (laughs) these are 70s icons that were made in the 90s. I'm going to say something right now, and I know this is going to be a roller culture after it lands. Most important Jackie of the 20th century Mila Kunis. Mila Kunis. That's rule of culture number five. Most, Most important, important Jackie, Jackie of the 20th century. century. Mila Kunis. Mila Kunis. I think that was... Oh, that Jackie was Mila Kunis. I was thinking Laura Prepon was Donna. I was getting Donna and Jackie mixed up. So famously Donna, it wasn't even funny. I know, I know. But again, there's a darkness to that 70s show with with the Danny Masterson of it all. With you the, I can't help yourself. The today. Lisa Robin the Lisa Robin Kelly of it all, let's not forget. Oh. I mean there was darkness afoot. Well, anything with success comes a price. And I think that that is the reason why the 1970s are number nine on top ten decades. Lost, Lost Culch. Number, number eight. eight. 1770s. 1770s. Well, look who's arrived on the scene. Her name is America. And no, I'm not talking about Miss Ferreira. She would come 200 years later. America was first a country, a nation, and a, and really a statement to the world. We're here. <laughs> there are so many iconic moments from this decade. Oh, honey. I mean, honey, when I say the words, the British are coming, <laughs> tell me... Well, let me count the words. One, two, three, four. Four words that have resonated through the centuries. Paul Revere did that. Paul Revere? I revere him. And, you know, there were so many people that were making big impacts at this time. I mean, John Hancock. Whenever you say put your Hancock on that, you know exactly what it is. It means a big signature. And sure, if you did sign a document as big as him, you might earn the ire of your colleagues and friends. But let's just say that he famously said he wanted the British to see it all the way across the Atlantic. And baby, we certainly feel it all these years later. Here's my theory on John Hancock. This is a place for theories. For theories. He grew up, every birthday card that he Ugh. signed, he, he kept it short, he kept it small. You, you know he was just writing his initials down in the tiniest possible lettering. Mm-hmm. And I think... He knew the impact of the Declaration of Independence. And he said, you know what? I'm going to make my mark. Enough of the shrinking. Enough minimizing myself. 
I'm going to really put my mark on this document. And now we're talking about him. A lot of people are saying it in quiet voices, but I'm going to say it with my full chest right now. John Hancock signing the Declaration of Independence was his Rihanna loud moment. He said, I will no longer be silent. I am dying my hair fire fire engine red. I am absolutely saying, Honana, what's the name? John Hancock. And I hope that the king can see it from across the Atlantic Ocean. You think John Hancock said, I will no longer be silent in the words of the new Jasmine song in the Aladdin live action movie? I will not remain speechless. I will not remain speechless. That's what she said. Oh my God. What if that song is a nod to John Hancock? I think everything is. And that is why the 1770s rank at number eight on top 10 decades. Lost Kolsch. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I don't understand what the big fat ones are. You don't put those inside of you, do you? I mean, you do? This is a show about women. Okay, so I just reapply my lip gloss after eating a delicious lunch. We are headed back now to European political systems class at Baruch College. Woo! Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. That's it. That's actually the name of the show. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. It's like reality TV on the radio. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Shannon Doherty, host of the new podcast, Let's Be Clear with Shannon Doherty. You may know me from, let's see, 90210, Charmed, Mallrats, Heathers. Probably also know me from my stage four cancer diagnosis and sharing that journey with so many of you. There's something so authentic about a podcast. It's me connecting, me talking raw in the moment. That's what my goal is to give you, to talk about why I feel that cancer to a certain extent is a gift, what my responsibilities are as a person with cancer, because I think that there's something so much bigger than me. And to be honest, I'm still trying to find out what that is. And maybe together, we'll find it. It's going to be a wild ride. So I hope that you all tune in. Listen to Let's Be Clear with Shannon Doherty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Number seven, the 1920s. 1920s. Ooh. 
I hear some roaring in the distance. <laughs> I'm just going to get out of the way early. Yeah. It ended in austerity and tragedy. People jumping off buildings in the financial district uh, in New York on Wall oh, Street. Yeah. But wow, oh boy, did we have a nice party leading up to that moment. And, you know, I think it's so important that we acknowledge that tension and that ulti- <laughs> ultimately this really did not go so great. But the Roaring Twenties, wow, did they roar in the beginning. I mean, The Great Gatsby. This was a book that really <laughs> talked about excess. It really yes. talked about, you know, the pros, the cons, you know, the green light on Daisy's Dock. That's definitely something that people uh, wrote essays about. Cars. Uh, that book was about cars. And the tragedies that can come up from them. Yes. The American dream was having a car, driving into the city, seeing a a Broadway show, perhaps. Mm -hmm. And I I would say it's about hooch. Hooch. Oh, absolutely. Let's prohibit prohibition, first of all. First of all. Can you talk about the effect of this decade on Real Housewives-themed parties? Not just real. I'm not going to limit it to Real Housewives themed parties. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna go ahead and expand it all to. And I'm sorry to bring make it about race. It is. It is white people's favorite thing to do a mm-hmm. Great Gatsby themed party. To do. I think it's white people's favorite thing to do. You know, a speakeasy moment. Yeah. Um. But I think. I think. I think what transcends race is Chicago. I think Chicago is the thing that is a level. I think Chicago is the more relevant 1920s work in America mm-hmm. than The Great Gatsby because everyone loves Chicago, but only Real Housewives love... I mean, everyone loves Chicago enough to throw a themed party after it. Only a certain amount of people, a certain group of people love The Great Gatsby to throw a party. Does that make sense? 100%. Yeah, it made, it made perfect sense to me. And I would also say that Chicago being one of the great films of the 2000s. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> but for now... We say that all this is why the 1920s rank at number seven on top 10 decades. Lost, Lost Coach. Coach. Number six. <laughs> the, the 2000s. 2000s. Now, what were you saying about Chicago? Do tell. This was a movie that came out in 2002, 2003. It, spiritually, it came out in all those years. It was 2002. I think it was 2002. Mm-hmm. You're right. Mir- Miramax was at its peak. Thank you, Harvey Weinstein. (laughs) Thank you, God. Thank you, God. (laughs) He was the king of the 2000s, wouldn't you say? For better or worse, he was. He really sort of ruled the roost. Ruled the roost. I mean, he was the one who was beaming images into our little eyeballs. Two people ruled the the 2000s. Harvey Weinstein and Lauren L.C. Conrad, who could forget when she burst onto the scene on Laguna Beach and was the breakout star, earning her own show, The Hills. At that moment, she became one of the leading players in Hollywood, alongside Harvey Weinstein. Now, would you say that Lauren Conrad, I think she is so fascinating because how did that happen? She's actually one of the least compelling people in America. I would say. I'm going to go ahead and say that. <laughs> I think we all saw our not very compelling selves in her. And also, this was a time where you have to you have to remember, everyone wanted to look and be just like everyone else. That's so true. here was a girl who was put on TV by stroke of luck. She was wearing her side bang. You know what I mean? She was sort of giving that Hollister look. Yes. And everyone said, 
I can cipher my personality down to her so easily because I know that she is exactly the boring thing that everyone wants. And she, actually a smart individual, said, I'm going to take my basicness and take it to the moon. To this day, she's a trillionaire. She's a trillionaire. Do you remember, I mean, this is the 2000s on a personal level for me. Mm-hmm. I was mo- I moved to New York to the city of New York right as the city with Whitney Port spun off. And that was a huge success, that show. Major success. But to be real, it wasn't. And I think that was because once someone moved to the city, that just became a little bit too much. They were like, oh, the city, this this girl's trying too hard. You know what I mean? The Hills, it's sort of like she was able to, you know, still be like a lazy LA girl. Right. If you, if once Whitney moved to the city, I'm sorry, New York swallows you up. It did. It changed her. It changed her. But I'm saying like you disappear because these people don't give a shit about you. It's New York City. What an interesting choice to spin off the show with the character who the entire time in the Hills literally only ever said, oh my God, seriously? What happened then? (laughs) But what then? No, you did not. What did you say? She became the, the sort of fan favorite because she was totally neutral. I think they didn't give Audrina a chance. Audrina should have led something. Uh, you're making a face. I think Audrina was a star. <laughs> Did you know that Audrina, speaking of the 2000s, was in the film oh, no. Sorority Row? Did you ever see the film Sorority I Row? I did not. About the, it was a serial killer movie about they all came to a sorority and oh, killed yes, them all? Oh, yes, 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 yes. I do remember this. Because that was those were the days when I was on IMDb every day, just looking up any person I could think of. And I remember going on Audrina Patrick's IMDb and in production, in parentheses, I see Sorority Row, what's this? And just following it with bated breath. The 2000s were peak IMDb message board culture. 100%. 100%. Can we just can we also just give a toast to the movies of that era? I like, oh, yeah. I, I, I name like to propose name a toast. <clears throat> Sorority Boys. Just Friends. I'm saying this is Amer- American Pie 2. Uh Back to the house. Back to the house. These are the movies of the 2000s. I'm not going to say any prestige titles. I'm just going to say the mid to low tier movies that were that were put out in theaters because, wow, do I yearn for that time. For movies that are not very good to proliferate mm-hmm. the American cinema. And that reason is why <laughs> the 2000s rank at number six on top 10 decades. Lost, Lost Coach. Number five, BC. Now, does this count as a decade? I think it does. Because (laughs) I think we can all agree that in this world, in this little thing we call life, there was before Christ and after Christ. He came along and shook it up. Don't say what you want about your religious beliefs quietly to yourself. Quietly, please. But you you can't deny this young girl was a legend. She came along and she made everybody listen, doing her tricks, making her magic, turning water into wine. I said, this is how you do it. This is how you capture a conversation. This was the original LC because people were like, I'm seeing you and I'm watching. I'm watching you. Jesus. This is what this is what Jesus did to the girls. This is how Jesus gagged the girls. Mm -hmm. He did his thing, passed away. This is what the girls said around the world, at least in the Roman Empire. 
start the clock again. Reset the yeah. clock. Start it over. Can you imagine? Yeah, I can't. Who would have to die today in order for all of us to be like, we're, we're, we're restarting the clock. We're, the calendar is back to zero. We all know that answer is Beyonce Knowles. Beyonce Knowles. Carter. But you know what's funny is we've been talking about the impact of Jesus and BC is famously before Christ. <laughs> so this was the prequel. Okay, let's talk about BC. You had the the ancient Greeks. You the dinosaurs. The dinosaurs. You had Don't forget them. the algae. The little things in the water. Sharks. Ha- sharks. The Assyrians. The Mesopotamians. Mm-hmm. The Chinese. Yeah. The Japanese. Oh, and by the way, all these groups getting so messy with each other, <laughs> like getting all into it with each other. Like there was not a time when there wasn't a war. There was not a time of peace. There was always a time of unrest until BC. And then BC. afterwards there was a time of relative peace but before he was sort of offed at 33. And then there was unrest again. But there was a beautiful time there in BC where it was just like sort of like all the girls sort of tussling for the top spot. Yes. And none of them, no one really won out. No. You could Which say is to say, the- war is not the answer. No. And because we finally arrived at that message, that is why the BC is number five on top 10 decades. Lost Cult. Oh, this one gets me excited to even see number, number four. four. The 1980s. 1980s. This was a huge decade in culture, in history. Should we get a special guest to speak to the 80s? Yes. Mom, come in here. Oh my God, this is so huge. We are about to get an expert on the 80s with us on the podcast. You, I, I want some tea spilled on the 80s. So take, take this ear, put it in your ear on the podcast. Hi, hi, Katrina. So come on. Now we're talking about the top 10 decades of all time. And number four is the 1980s. So could you share with us some things that happened in the 80s? What are your Tell favorite us memories about the, of 80s. the 80s? What are your favorite oh, memories? Oh, boy. <laughs> what are your favorite memories? Uh, well, I, I worked in uh, discotheques. She worked in discotheques. Uh, so oh, yes. she. What kind of things did you see there oh. that you don't, we'll never forget? Uh, I'll never forget. Let's the men. See. All the fabulous styles. The high shoulder pads, the big belts, the big hair. Who, yes. did, you party with, who did you party with in the club that you always talk about? Um, Let's see. Oh, well, yes. I stood <gasps> next to Andre the Giant in Studio oh 54. And I, and I chased Superman. Oh, 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 oh. Christopher, Christopher Reeve. Christopher Reeve. I was standing there and I was kind of near the men's bathroom and I saw him walking and I walked into the men's bathroom to try to go meet him and then I chickened out and I turned around. Oh my God. Oh my God, Katrina. That is mad so amazing. Wow. That is So the 80s, you would say, were a crazy wild time? It was a crazy wild time. Do you miss that? Um. Well, let's say I... Had a lot of fun. Uh-huh. Like, you yeah. know, I was a bartender in a nightclub. I was the only girl. Oh, really? Uh, and I had all these gorgeous guys. Were they gay? 
there was not many gay guys there, but there were some. There were some, uh-huh. just but like the world. Not the, many, but some. Not but the some. bartenders. <laughs> not the bartenders. But I had a lot of fun. I bet you did with all those hot guys. Yeah, all those and then, hotties. you know, all the dancing. And, yes. But I have to tell you, in the 80s, we had the nightclubs. But then on special nights, the nightclubs turned into alternative dance clubs. What does so that mean, alternative? Alternative rock, punk rock. Oh, and that was oh, one of amazing. my favorite nights. You loved punk rock nights? I loved it because it was a time where, because I didn't really do like the, you know, the real disco dancing, but when you went to a punk rock, alternative rock uh-huh. uh, nightclub, you could just go out on the dance floor and you could dance by yourself. You could just dance by yourself and, and do your own thing. I love it. The way people dress, like I, because I worked in the garment district. Uh huh. And I went down to like the West Village and uh-huh. I went into a shop, a thrift store, and I bought myself a big old like um, coat. It was like a um, the military coat. Uh-huh. And I uh-huh. love that coat. And I had white patent leather flat shoes. And you went and danced at the alternative I kind of went against the grade. She kind of went against the grade. She went against the grade. You could do that of, in the 80s. A lot of gay and queer people there. And yes. punk rock fabulous. alternative night because they were doing alternative it was stuff. Fabulous. Give a round of applause for Katrina. Yeah. She's great. She recapped the eighties. And that is why the nineteen eighties are number four on top ten decades. Lost Coach. Thanks, Mom. She did amazing. That was fab. I mean, it, we we can't we can't beat that. We cannot add to that at all. That was a first person account. That was a witness. Primary source. Okay. <laughs> Number Let's three. Let's keep going. 1970. <laughs> I put this twice? <laughs> you, Matt put this on twice. <laughs> I think you meant to say 1960s. 1960s, baby. That's what I meant to say. Number three. Number three. I mean, the 1960s were... This was when America and the world figured out what was beautiful. I'm just going to say that. That's a beautiful sentiment. This was when everyone cared about the way things looked in a way that was not shallow, in a way that was intentional and deep. Mm-hmm. That's This was when you had so many new fonts appear, new styles of clothing appear, new hairdos appear, new makeup 100%. styles. I, I'm being totally serious here. I think the 60s were a very important time for aesthetics. Not only that, you wouldn't even have Forrest Gump without the '60s, girl. You and, and you need to you need to stay tuned because the Forrest Gump came out in the '90s. Stay tuned. Let's just say Robin Wright she represented the '60s. I was gonna say, you know what? I was gonna say the '70s gave us retroactive icons. Of course, the '60s gave us retroactive icons as well. One hundred percent. Two words: Janis Joplin. I was gonna say Don Draper. <laughs> <laughs> I yes. was going to say Don wow. Draper. And talk about how Mad Men was one of the great series. Mad Men was appointment television. Maybe one of the last. Oh, well, you know what? No, Succession was Succession was monoculture and was appointment television. So I take that back. Mad Men didn't do anything. Did nothing. But, but still, you know, we respect what it tried to do. And we respect it really trying to capture a time. A time that is actually ranked on this list. Top 10 decades, last coach at number three, the 1960s. 
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I don't understand what the big fat ones are. You don't put those inside of you, do you? I mean, you do? This is a show about women. Okay, so I just reapply my lip gloss after eating a delicious lunch. We are headed back now to European political systems class at Baruch College. Woo! Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. That's it. That's actually the name of the show. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. It's like reality TV on the radio. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. <laughs> Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Shannon Doherty, host of the new podcast, Let's Be Clear with Shannon Doherty. You may know me from, let's see, 90210, Charmed, Mallrats, Heathers. Probably also know me from my stage four cancer diagnosis and sharing that journey with so many of you. There's something so authentic about a podcast. It's me connecting, me talking raw in the moment. That's what my goal is to give you to talk about why I feel that cancer to a certain extent is a gift, what my responsibilities are as a person with cancer, because I think that there's something so much bigger than me. And to be honest, I'm still trying to find out what that is. And maybe together we'll find it. It's going to be a wild ride. So I hope that you all tune in. Listen to Let's Be Clear with Shannon Doherty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Number two, 1950s. the 1950s post-war eleganza. One of those times where mothers were smoking cigarettes in the kitchen. They said, you know what? Go ahead. Take the bike, kids. Go wherever you want. There's no risk of abduction. This was when you go, leave the door unlocked. We just moved to the suburbs from the city and we have money, honey, because guess what? America is number one. A time of great flow for America. Flow. Amazing prosper. Amazing prosper at this time. This was a time of very cool cars. Yeah. Very cool offhand parenting, like laissez-faire, as they say. Yes. To, to borrow from the French. And then, of course, you know, the 50s, it was very a uh, businessman culture. You know what I mean? They were going into the city with their flat brim hats saying, how you doing, Mike? Oh, hey, hi, hi, hi there, Don. Hey as there, it were. Don. Yeah. 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 But talk about the darkness of the decade. Talk about the darkness. Well, you know what? The 50s were actually quite nice. There wasn't... <laughs> 
There wasn't too much darkness. And that's why it ranks so high. That was reported. Girl, you know what? History is written by the victors. And I'm sure the losers of the time would have something else to say. But guess what? That wasn't us. That wasn't America. We don't take responsibility for that. You know what? It's like the 70s, the late 70s, 1978. That's how the film Grease released. And that was about the 50s, correct? I th- um, I'm not sure. Rydell High. Rydell High. But was that the 50s? Yeah, like, let's say that was the 50s. Back to the Future also depicted in 1955. I mean, this was American Idol. This was American mm. peace. There was, and we are speaking as an American, America first, to borrow from Donald Trump. We're, we're speaking as an America first podcast. And this, was, yeah. this, is, this, is, this is the time when people are, can, can most universally agree as those were the days. You know what I think? I think that you're right. And also, you know what I think is a l- literal mess? That we are taking a really sweet figure in the culture, which was the milkman, and we're making it about adultery. But that happened. This is the darkness I was talking about that they don't talk about. The 50s were, I'm just going to say, I'm going to venture to guess. I don't have the exact dates and years. I think this was when we were all a little scared. We were like, well, we have, we have a means to wipe out humanity with the nuclear weapons. That was a time of, girl, where are the nukes? Hide under the desk? Why don't you? Ooh, I, you know what? And I thought there would be no darkness and here I am ending it on darkness, but... This is one of the darkest things I'll ever say. You can find darkness anywhere. Anywhere. So true. So true, bestie. Oh, this is why the 1950s rank at number two on the top 10 decades. Lost, Lost Colch. Number one. The 1990s! 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 Woo! Gave us these two icons right here. Queen, there is nothing that can compare to this period. Do you remember when five girls came into the public consciousness? Ginger, posh, baby, scary, and sporty. I remember when five boys came in from the back street. That's for sure. (laughs) Kevin. AJ, Nick. Howie. Howie. And more. more. There was the the other guy. Brian. Oh, Brian. Trumper. I think half of them are Trumpers. <laughs> Tracks. Tracks. Well, the 90s, even the scandals of the 90s, even the darkness of the 90s was pretty, pretty, pretty fun. You know what I mean? Well, this was the first decade of pulp. Of pulp. But I'm saying, like, God bless Monica Lewinsky for surviving what is a traumatic ordeal. Mm-hmm. But... You got to admit, the Lewinsky scandal was like, get the popcorn out. Like, this is crazy. Honey, not only am I chewing down popcorn to the Lewinsky scandal, I'm watching OJ fucking drive down the 405 and I am wrapped. I'm saying, what is going on today? today? I go to the damn multiplex. I'm waiting in line. I'm waiting in line for Titanic. Say it 100%. This decade gave us everything and it was firing on all cylinders. You know, I would say two words what I said before, Forrest Gump. And sure, some people watch it now and they think it's an iffy movie, but guess what? You don't understand magical 
realism. You don't understand 90s culture. Maximalism. More is more. Stupid is smart. Do you understand? 90s. (laughs) If you don't get it, then get out. Get out. And I'm going to say some words. Some names, even. Clinton. (laughs) No, I was going to say Molly Shannon. Molly. Sherry O'Terry. Yes, I said now. Come on. Say the words. This was a time of true peak SNL. Oh, I think you could not deny. You can't deny coming off of Sandler, Spade, you know, Farley, like Norm. I mean, like this, this, there was a pre and post like Norm SNL. And this, I'm sorry to wax, you know, historic about SNL, but like this, this was when I started watching and I'm sure it's the same is true for you. Oh, the same is so true for me. Mike Myers is something you forgot. Mike to say until Myers, now. how dare I? One of the kings of the of that decade, especially this decade, gave us Austin. It definitely did, and I would say that Austin Powers, if anything, has stood the test of time. Everyone talks about it still every day. Yeah. Um, I would say as millennials that. We definitely get a bad rap from Gen Z. I would say that they definitely like think the millennials are the words they make up are things like chuggy. But here's what I'll say to the to the Gen Z generation. You're obsessed with the 90s. We had it first, bitch. We actually created that shit. We invented it. You're obsessed. You basically what you're doing is you're recycling our culture. So nothing that you could ever do is original. Because oh, low rise. Oh, 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 grunge. Oh, oh, Olivia Rodrigo. We created Olivia Rodrigo. It's giving derivative. Let me say some more things. Tamagotchi. Beanie Baby. Pokemon. Three. Dragon Ball Z. Four. Princess Diana. Five. Power Rangers. Sailor Moon. Six. Seven. Power Rangers. No one could ever really pinpoint how important it was to the first ever sexual tension cap captured on television was between Kimberly, the pink Ranger and Tommy, the green Ranger. Kimberly was the who became the white Ranger famously became the white Ranger. Kimberly was the crush for everybody. The, all the boys gay, straight, whatever. And the, and the queer girls were loving Kimberly, Amy, Joe Williamsburg. Amy what was her jo. name? Amy, Joe, Johnson. Amy Johnson. Johnson. Williamsburg. Amy Jo Williamsburg. <laughs> Girl. I know, I know a couple Amy Jo Williamsburgs. Uh, okay. coffee shop. Wait. <laughs> yeah, girl. Um, wait, do you remember her film? This was a 90s film. Um, Susie Q? Yes, I remember Susie Q. Oh, my Susie God. Susie Q is why the 90s ranked <laughs> as number one on the top 10 decades last culture. I think I think we nailed this, and specifically you nailed this because you were the one who set this order, even though you included 1970s twice. Yeah, but you know what I meant. I do. And you quickly said it was the 60s, which you were right about. And what I would say is that if you even think that like this this list was worth its salt, just stay tuned for two weeks from now because my girl that I'm looking at on the Zoom screen has created a list for the top 10. Diva, Diva moments. moments. It will be our last list of the year. It will be the best list of the year. And you need to gird your loins 
and really understand that we're about to give it to you like Christopher Reeve almost gave it to my mother in the oh, 80s. In the men's room at, was it Studio 54? <laughs> I, no. I think that's what she said. It might have been some other bar. It would be legendary if it was indeed, if Katrina Clarities would have followed Christopher Reeve into the men's room at Studio 54. Oh my God. The Clearly a beautiful slow. man. The, oh, please. And she, she, she left that part out, but I know that's true. All right. Well, listen, thank you all for joining us. This has been an amazing list. Stay tuned because before you even know it, because time actually flies so fast. If this, if this episode duration and this topic have proven anything, time flies so fast before you know it, it'll be a new decade. So keep enjoying this one and keep your eyes peeled for a new episode very soon. Bye. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. You don't put those inside of you, do you? This is a show about women. I mean, you do? Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly-veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. (laughs) Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Raquel Willis. Join me on my new podcast, Queer Chronicles, a show where LGBTQ plus folks tell their own stories in their own words. This season, teens will share all about growing up in political battleground states. We will always exist, and we will definitely not let them take away our joy, no matter how hard they try. Listen to Queer Chronicles on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your most fabulous shows.